This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs. A fresh look at astrology shaped by channeled wisdom on the soul and its human journey. Enjoy inspirational insights on how to change karma and make changes for the better. And now, here's Tom. Hey everybody, welcome to The Soul's Journey. This is Tom Jacobs, uh, your host from tdjacobs.com. And um, you know, I'm always telling you that I'm an evolutionary astrologer and a medium and a channel. And uh, tonight I'm going to talk about um, channel perspectives that have informed how we do astrology when it comes to relationships. Yes, we did Valentine's Day a couple of weeks ago, um, but uh, I, I really want to get Jehudi Speaks, this uh, compilation, into your hands, and I want to talk about these these things. And also, you know, for people who study astrology with me or, or listen to the show in order to learn how I do astrology, these channel perspectives from this Ascended Master named Jehudi, and I'll, I'll tell you about him uh, in a few minutes, these perspectives inform everything I do. So you might, you know, you might ask me a question, uh, whether in a reading or a conversation or in tutoring or something or even on the show, and I'll give you an answer. And you might say, "How did he see that? Like, what what did he do?" And uh, what I've done is I spent a great deal of time working with channel perspectives that have opened up my mind, opened up my consciousness level, actually. So it has kind of spawned this. Different, this unique perspective on astrology that I bring you. So today I'm going to, um, you know, we're going to get down into uh, approaching love. That's kind of the title of the show, and that's the first of the four channel books that I brought through. And this is about karmic relationships, romance, uh, karma mates and soulmates, uh, our relationships with children and animals, and these different love relationships that we experience, as well as uh, our love relationship uh, with the self. If one exists, and hint, hint, if not, then it needs to get uh, developed. First, let me tell you that uh, the next uh, call with Jehudi, um, the guy you're going to hear quite a bit about tonight, the Ascended Master, um, will be just about in a month, and uh, it'll be um, Tuesday, March 26th uh, in the evening. Probably 6.15, 6.30 Pacific. Stay tuned to tdjacobs.com or um, follow my blog, uh, tdjacobs.com forward slash blog to um, to get the details on that. Or you can sign up for my email list actually too through my site. And um, we just did the Virgo full moon call and it was pretty it was pretty profound. I, um, I recently eliminated a major stressor for my life. So my ability to channel for these calls and to do healing energy work for people over the phone um, or in person uh, has been um, opened up in certain ways because I'm not trying to manage certain stresses about uh, this place where I used to live and now we just moved into a a new rental and it's uh, much better and much quieter. So I'm able to focus and and clear things out and be uh, not as stressed. I I still, you know, I'm verbose as you can tell, but, but yeah, not quite as stressed. So uh, I will be taking uh, calls today about karma and relationships. Um, don't worry about having somebody else's data. This is about you, you know, your relationships, your approach to uh, how you interact with others, your karma when it comes to relationships, just about you. 
I mean, you can obviously mention other people, but don't worry about having two sets of data. I will actually only ask you for yours uh, when you call in. The number is 877-230-3062. And, you know, don't wait till the last five minutes of the hour. Uh, call, call in uh, whenever you like, and I'm happy to, uh, I'm happy to, uh, to have you, have you on here in, in the early part of the show too, even, uh, even as I take a break from this, um, talking about this book. So the title of this book is, um, Jehudi Speaks. And um, I want to tell you about a little about who Jehudi is, actually, and, and what an Ascended Master is. I, I know that uh, probably a, a good chunk of um, my audience, uh, wh- wherever I'm making noise, <laughs> the people who are listening, probably find me because of uh, the evolutionary astrology or the astrology bit. So a lot of people into astrology are into spiritual topics, too. And so, um, you know, probably you, you might know what an ascended master is, but let me just tell you as if you didn't know, because I'm sure some listeners uh, don't know. Basically, these are portions of divine consciousness, just like you and me, who at this moment tend not to be in a body. <laughs> they're, they're not embodied. They're between lives, and they have a specialized job, which is to hold space for for a certain way of healing or being or expansion or growth or something like this. And and all of the this you know, long list of ascended masters that you can find. Uh, you can do some research and find a lot of different ones. What they have in common is that they have been embodied. And there's this idea of, you know, living human lives on earth, but then when they're not embodied, you know, between lives, so to speak, then they are outside, you know, time space and they are available to help us. It's a job title. Ascended master tends to be capitalized, you know, capital A, capital M. And Jehudi is very clear, please do not elevate me above you. I happen to have a unique job title, job description, and I'm not in the game space, but he has lived human lives. And I'll tell you about a couple of those, uh, at least po- point uh, at them uh, in a moment. But So he's not embodied, but he knows from this um, soul's perspective what it's like to be embodied and what we don't know because we're not – in touch with the manuals that our souls have written for us. So he's outside the game space, observing, helping, and available. His particular commitment is to help us evolve, no matter what it is that we need. And anybody can go to him. Anybody can ask him for help, and he he will respond. He is a Mercury Hermes figure. Um, so he translates, he um, mediates, he travels between worlds, and he's, uh, he, he, you know, for me, I'm, I'm his scribe, but he's a scribe. You know, when he speaks through me, I'm, you know, uh, writing down what he says or, or capturing on recording what he's saying through me. But uh, he's a communicator figure. And, um, and so he's very interested in teaching us these perspectives on soul that our human minds are not readily attuned to. So a lot of people know him as uh, Thoth or Thoth or Toth or Toth, right? T-H-O-T-H, and that's his, uh, that's his Greek name. So most people know him uh, th- with, with that name. Then a lot of people know him as Saint Germain, and that is um, one of his um, earthly lives. There was a person you know, who, um, who was named uh, Saint Germain, uh, um, a French count, and uh, – and that was that was one of his lives. Um, he also comes through with the name Merlin, and the the um, 
the the druid, the hydroid, uh, the priest who was mythologized from the whole Arthurian uh, bit. It's that particular man. So that was another life of his. That particular uh, Merlin, even though Merlin is a title, Merlin is not somebody's somebody's first or last name. At least, at least then when he was living that story. So, um, and the other one, let's see, we have uh, Jehudi, Thoth, Saint Germain, Merlin. Yeah, those four are kind of how he comes through. Jehudi and Thoth, in my experience, are more kind of academic, tell it like it is, answer questions. Uh, Saint Germain is the keeper or the guardian of the violet flame of forgiveness. And this is this um, interesting device <laughs> that just exists and is available to everybody who calls on it. So sometimes if you've had readings with me, uh, I might have told you to sit down, do a meditation, and call in Saint Germain and be willing to have him bring to you the violet flame of forgiveness. And you know, from the academic side of it, the explain it like it is – Judy and Thoth faces, then you know you have this this thing that's always imbued with compassion. So this entire book, these four you know channel books that are compiled here, Jehudi speaks. The foundation of it is that one of his faces is Saint Germain, the keeper of the of this uh, violet flame of forgiveness. And what what the flame actually does is it just is right, and you can get close to it, you can call it to you, you can call it into your body. Um, through different meditative practices, but it doesn't do anything unless you're willing to let it. So essentially, when I've channeled Saint Germain for clients, what it looks like is, you know, somebody is being particularly hard on the self, just cannot get past this self-judgment. I made a mistake. I did this thing. I hurt myself. I hurt somebody else. I did it wrong. That kind of thing. And and honestly, it happens. You know, more often than with other signs, with Pluto and Virgo people, because the, the wounding in Virgo can run so deeply with that, um, different than any other planet being in Virgo, uh, planet or point. So he comes through, and I call him in, and it's just this energy of compassion. It's kind of a Christ consciousness, complete, pure heart, you know, open fourth chakra energy of compassion. And then the person has the opportunity to basically confront the block to opening in order to release the judgment. So it's not like when you call on this violet flame, it, it, you know, burns the stuff off. You have to be willing to let it go. And that's, that's, you know, one of the things that, that Jehudi and all his faces does is rec, uh, recognize and respect our free will. So often on the, on the channeled calls, when I do these uh, monthly full moon calls, he does energy work through me on the callers. And then the vibration is captured in my voice. So people who hear the recording later, uh, can receive this benefit too, can kind of, it's like a bookmarker to his consciousness, a bookmark. And uh, he will say, if you don't want me to do energy work, say no thank you. If you do want me to do energy work for you, say yes, and you can change your mind at any time. And so, you know, with this violet flame of compassion, uh, the violet flame of forgiveness, and or the explanations about soul, Jehudi respects our free will and uh, doesn't push anything on us. It's a complete, you know, leaving it up to us, recognizing our divine power, the power of choice. You're sitting there saying, what does this have to do with evolutionary astrology? <laughs> what, what did he, was he going to talk about that? Um, so bear with me, bear with me. So as I said, uh, these, these other three names, and then we have Jehudi, and <laughs> Jehudi is his Egyptian name. And from what I understand from his kind of oblique, you know, 
half-smile non-answers to me when I asked him about it, you know, why that name. What what I can kind of see in him, he wouldn't tell me, but what I can kind of see is um, an Egyptian, an ancient Egyptian kind of approach to, you know, priests bringing down consciousness into this world is more the the thing that's going to work best for me and the people that I'm bringing his teachings to. So Thoth is a Greek name. Well, you know what? God loved the ancient Greeks, but they got up in their heads. <laughs> um, you know, so as far as you know, those two names, it it really um, it really came down to Jehudi. So so that's um, a name that not many people are very familiar with, uh, but but that's the name that comes through. And when he speaks about himself, he refers to himself through me as Jehudi, aka those other names. Jehudi is spelled, uh, for your reference, D J E H U T Y, Jehudi, and it looks funny. You know, it looks funny. It's a kind of a kind of a weird uh, assumptive transliteration with some inserted vowels uh, from the ancient <laughs> ancient Egyptian. Nobody knows what it sounded like, so they kind of um, kind of made this made this name out of what they think uh, the the uh, equivalent consonants would be like, and then added these vowels in a little more than you need to know. But um, so um, yeah, so I want to talk about uh, approaching love. And uh, this is the first of the four books uh, that came through, and and some of the the I think there's seven chapters, and they some of them came through as audio files. And um, I want to I want to read a couple of excerpts for you, at least one, um, one in particular that has to that opens the book that has to do with um, kind of starting this big conversation about love. And um, in in the whole book, Jehudi's one of the big teachings is. If you're expecting somebody else to complete you, please understand that you are drawing some you're going to be drawing people to you because all of our relationships do this, where somebody else reflects something that's true about us. So this is where we get into the evolutionary astrology thing. Because when you ask me an astrology question, this is where my answer is based. You might say, Am I going to meet that person this year? You know that the capital TP, that person, that special person, my other half, or that one I've been waiting for. Am I going to meet that person this year? And when I look at the chart, then I see what energies come to you, what energies are on their way to you, and you're going to have opportunities to deal with them. You know, maybe you have some amazing transit of, uh, you know, Jupiter making three passes to your Venus during its um, direct and retro cycle and direct again. And maybe like you're going to have all these like, it looks in the chart to our left brains like these amazing opportunities to expand that Venus or opportunity or luck or good fortune or something like that. But the way I approach relationships has everything to do with the people you attract to you, you know, are reflective of something you need to see and own about yourself. Whether you like the people you're attracting or you don't, <laughs> whether you are um, you know, getting involved and or busy with them or not, the people that are coming to you reflect your, what's happening in your field, your vibrational field. So this is why I say you know, it's good. I think it's really useful to understand uh, where I'm coming from with this because you might have studied astrology for decades and come to me and say, here's my relationship question. And I will say, here's how your soul sees it. That can be a little bit out of left field. And uh, some of the evolutionary astrologers that have um, developed those terms and really worked um, over the last uh, few decades, the last you know, three plus decades to um, 
to really develop these paradigms and these ways of looking at things, um, start the conversation about soul and relationship. And then what I'm, uh, what I've endeavored to do is to, to bring through this channel perspective so that you can actually, um, alter your consciousness sometimes through a direct route of changing your vibration by interacting with the ascended master. Um, so that you can see that, for example, among all these other topics, your relationship stuff has a certain, uh, way to look at it if you want to understand what your soul is up to about your relationships. So I'm going to take my first break now. Uh, stay with me, and uh, I'll give you the number again when we come back. answers to help you navigate life the book jehudi speaks offers wisdom channeled from ascended master jehudi aka thoth saint germain and merlin on humanity's opportunities during these exciting times jehudi speaks provides what you need to know to grow and evolve on earth now a compilation of four channeled books jehudi speaks explores karmic relationships our relationships with animals loss and death of all kinds why the imbalance between masculine and feminine occurred, and how to end it, and tools to evolve, including working with intuition and spirit guides, integrating past lives, and the truth about manifestation and abundance. Order Jehudi Speaks today through tdjacobs.com. The way you're wired is no accident. Your soul has divine intentions for this life. Understanding those intentions can bring greater peace and harmony to your world. A Soul's Journey soundbite from astrologer and channel Tom Jacobs is a 15-minute MP3 reading on your major life themes. Tom's unique approach to astrology sheds light on the big picture of you, your values, passions, fears, and family dynamics as divinely designed by your soul. Gift yourself and others with insight and understanding by ordering your Soul's Journey soundbite today at tdjacobs.com. Welcome back to The Soul's Journey. This is uh, Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com. And uh, we're talking today about uh, channel perspectives on relationships, love, and karma. I'm thrilled if you want to call in and ask a question about your own relationships or karma in general, uh, karma within relationships and uh, karma mates, which we would normally call soulmates, but I'm going to explain that in a few minutes why we do this different phrase, karma mates. The number is 877 877- Two three zero three zero six two. It can be about anything, but know that I'm going to come back with the channel perspective and how your soul sees relationships. Basically, how you know the mind of goddess and god uh, see, sees relationships. Uh, approaching love opens up with a section called "Where does love come from?" and um, this was the first of the of the the five audio ones that end up getting transcribed. The first section of this book, and I was doing a. A Conscious Revolution podcast, or I intended to. And it was a podcast I did for, I don't know, upwards of a year. And it was just kind of 
you know, taking these different perspectives and topics and showing a, a spiritual uh, dynamic and um, and uh, underpinning to each of them. So where does love come from? And I sat down to record it. I mean, I'll never forget it <laughs> because it was, well, I had the little microphone there, the external USB mic, and I turned it on and I was going to start speaking and Jehudi was there. <laughs> Prior to that, he'd come through in some readings and I had written some things from him and typed it. And I had been conversing with him for a number of years, but this was the first time, you know, he's coming through verbally. Um, and the mic was on, so I was simultaneously doing this and nervous because it was a brand new experience and listening to him what he was saying because I didn't know what he was going to say. And this is, um, this is, uh, the opening of it. And two questions. Where does love come from? What do you have to do to get love? And moving on. And all the ways that your relationships have become grounds for transactions in order to get love, it's time to let this go. It's time to unravel this. In all the ways that you perceive you have to do something in order to be loved, it's time to take this apart. And that's the opening of the book. So I was pretty much spellbound. <laughs> I was pretty much spellbound. And um, and that was the shortest session in the book. Um and it's 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 profound. It's profound. It actually, a friend of mine was recently reading it, and when she was at uh, this whole this whole book, I, um, she got the whole thing. When she was at the halfway point, she put it down and and sent me an email and said, "Oh my God, <laughs> this you know because it's, it brings up challenges and questions." And Judy Judy asks in the text, you know, what do you have to do to get love? And his vibration calls out parts of you that need to speak. So it's a transformative experience, and the book itself vibrates. The book itself vibrates. When I was picking it up uh, to do my homework for the show and to, to look through this first section of it, uh, I was called. Like I, the vibration reminds me of the year I spent doing uh, these four books. I don't want to say I dropped my life to do them, but I basically focused on them quite a bit during that year, and um, and then put them all together and re-edited the entire volume. But what do you have to do to get love? The book is actually full of these questions that, that stir that stir not the imagination but the inner landscape. There's a there's also a I don't know if it's funny or cute or profound, but there's <laughs> a, a former student of mine uh, bought the book right when it came out because she had um, experienced Jehudi in some events, uh, some phone events, and she'd been doing um, some readings with me or coaching, and she had talked to him directly, which you can do actually too. You know, you can have readings now and talk to him directly. Um, but and he actually knows astrology as well as I do. He's been my tutor, so uh, you get the whole picture. You get the whole uh, whole package. But she um, she bought the PDF and emailed it to her brother who was living in Japan at the time, and he printed it out on uh, you know loose leaf paper and had it in his restaurant, and it was vibrating. So, so it, it wasn't even that I had held the book and then given it or something. Like the e, the PDF had been emailed, you know, eight thousand miles across the world, <laughs> around the other side of the globe, printed out uh, by somebody who had nothing to do with it, and the, that paper stack vibrated. And uh, people in the restaurant were magnetized to it and went over to it and just, you know, were really interested in it. And it was, you know, a printed out PDF. So, so, so the the entire thing has that has that level of vibration. Um, let me give you the number again if you do want to call in and ask any questions about uh, karma and relationships. 
3062. I'll tell you what the, um, I want to get into karma mates and soulmates, that, that business. Um, but I want to tell you what the other sections in the book are so you can see the, the arc of, uh, of where it goes. Um, where does love come from? Really putting the attention on yourself, you know, uh, what do you think you have to do to get love? And then relationships and karma, where he explains some of the stuff I'm about to say. And then he goes into marriage and talking about uh, monogamy and the institution of marriage as it has uh, taken shape. And then there's a section called Approaching Love, which is actually about deconstructing romance. So instead of saying it that way, he's clever. He wants us to approach love in a different way. Uh, And then there's a chapter on sexual intimacy, and it explains why – people we are intimate with have such a deep impact on us and how that works from the soul's perspective. And also it talks about, um, you know, when things don't go that well, you know, when there's a, some imbalance of uh, power energy and uh, when there's violence, including um, incest, and, incest and, and molestation and how to work with those things. There's actually um, more sections on that in the third book, uh, God is past, present, and future, and, and Judy speaks uh, the third channel book. Um, but that, but that's the uh, chapter here opens it up, and then there's a chapter called Children, and and it really looks at how we conceive of children, and then how we um, basically are are you know how we construct them in our minds, and then how we react to them as projections of our own inner selves. It's absolutely fascinating, and you know looking at um, fears that we have about what will happen to our children and how we can own that, take it back, you know, call back all the strength that we lose through that and really understand what's happening in order to move ahead and be able to have space and time and energy to honor uh, these beings we're stewards for instead of projecting all our fears on them. So it's incredibly fascinating. I mean, that, yeah, that, that, uh, yeah. And then the last one is, uh, the last chapter here is your relationships with animals. And he does, um, two different sections. One is, um, about animals as food. That's the first one. And he talks about the soul journeys of animals that incarnate and end up feeding us. That's actually, uh, it's a really fascinating topic because, and this friend of mine who's reading the book right now said, well, I can see how cats and dogs, but chickens, yeah, that, that really bothers me. I, I can't see that they have souls because she had that image of millions of chickens in this room, <laughs> you know, in this, uh, you know, this environment where they were, um, you know, treated not that great. And, um, you know, and the, and the whole thing about, uh, being a, not that, uh, great thing, but then also pets, our relationships with pets and our karma with pets, uh, and how to understand and work with that. We do have a caller. Her name is, uh, Kathy. Let me give you her birth data before I welcome her on, uh, November 29th, 1954. Thirty-two p.m. and uh, born in Cleveland, Ohio. And uh, Kathy, you're there. Yep. Hi. Hi. Welcome <laughs> to the show. Thanks for calling in. Thanks. Yeah. I'm curious so what's to your, see what my yeah. karma is. What your karma is about relationships? Yeah. Yeah. So let's just take a look here. Um, I mean, because there are actually many things that we can we can look at here. Let me just do a quick thing. We have retrograde Pluto and Leo in the first and ah, okay. Okay. And that's Quincunx moon Chiron in the sixth. 
and also Eros, actually, the asteroid Eros, 433. And um, hold on just one second. Yeah, so some, I would say that um, there are two things that I want to tell you. The first is um, regarding this Pluto thing, and I work with Pluto as this empowerment journey. Like what does the soul, which is you know divine, intend that the human who has forgotten that divinity uh, – how, how can that person figure out how to be strong and confident? And your your Pluto is in Leo in the first, and there's this need to take up space and have a big expression. Like you have – you're going to have, especially also with a Sag fifth house son, you're going to have a huge laugh, and you're going to seek joy. You know, you know like, like you, you need to take up space. That's really important to you. Um, but there's a quincunx, which is a very uncomfortable relationship to moon Chiron. So these two things actually lead to relationship stuff being sourced in family stuff for you. So basically basically one of the huge things for you karma-wise, because I define karma as beliefs about why things happen, and we can change our beliefs, therefore we can change our karma. One of the things here is that you might believe that you don't get to take up space, be independent, be loud and joyous, because other people are too sensitive and they can't deal with it. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like making other people uncomfortable because you're so joyful and they're trying to figure out how to stop whining. You know, not to be unfair to anybody. Like God bless everybody. But so that that's that's one of the karma things. So for you, be unapologetic about about your joy. Be unapologetic about what you have to say and your opinions. And when other people come in and they're not quite sure how to respond to you being big, you know, your energy field being big. Just let it go and don't get caught up in relationships where other people are wounded and they can't take care of themselves. Like, like don't be anybody's mommy. That's like, that's like one of the huge things with this karma. Yeah. And then the other thing is you have, um, you know, Venus and Saturn, among other things, and Scorpio in the fourth house. And that, you know, Venus, we look to Venus for a lot about relationships and, um, it's conjunct Saturn. So, you know, you, you might at different times in life be with older or younger people, um, but you also might go through periods of life where there aren't any relationships. D- is, is that something that you've experienced? Because Saturn tends to limit things, you know, where it, yeah. where it goes. Yeah, I go in spurts. I'll be in a long relationship, and then I'll be in nothing for a long time. Yeah. Well, so so one of the things that's going to be good for you to, to, to change karma about relationships for you is to make sure that what you're looking for is really clearly stated and that you're willing to say no to what doesn't work really quickly. Because part of, part of the karma with this um, is that you might have beliefs that you have to stay with somebody for the long term because you're bonded, but you need to be willing to change things up and be realistic if it's not working. So if you can, if you can, if you can make that Saturn instead of about long stretches of yes or no or together or alone, that's one of the defaults, but instead make that Saturn realism about what you're looking for and what you're choosing. And this is in the house of inner knowledge and inner self. You know, the fourth house is like who we are when the lights are off and nobody else is home. So, you know, that kind of, um, Basically, you have this, this, this fire thing that shows up and might spark things with people, but you also have this watery inner thing that has to be honored too. So as you're you know, navigating relationship stuff, um, make sure that what you're looking for is very clear and make sure you know. 
make sure that, you know, let's say that in past relationships, as soon as you're in it, you realize there's a need that you didn't talk about and maybe that person can't deal with. You know what I'm talking about with that? Yeah. Yeah, because you show up, you show up with the, this big boisterous energy, which is awesome, but you might attract people who want that. You also have to make sure you're realistically honoring who you truly are on the inside, this Venus in the fourth. And I'll tell you, you're almost at your second Saturn return. Uh, later in the year, you'll have that. Uh, and that is with the Venus here in Scorpio. So this call for realism is loud right now. You know, what am I looking for? What do I want? But also, what am I willing to put up with that I shouldn't be willing to put up with? And, and I think changing things up is going to be the big changer of your relationship with Carmen, being willing to honor that inside part that's softer and quieter, fourth house water. Yeah. Do you have a more specific question? That's just kind of the, the stuff that like comes out you know, right away. Do you have a more specific question? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I was just I was just wondering where I was there. I'm... Yeah, yeah. Well, the other thing I can tell you is um, with, with your Mars in the seventh house – um, it's important for you to own your assertiveness. And that's one of the things that is going to come out in relationship is Mars. Now, Mars is about you know aggression, self-assertion. It's about desire. It's about saying yes and no to things and being firm. And it's also about instinct. So people who have Mars in the seventh tend to let other people be Mars for them. So you have Pluto in the house of Mars in the first house. So you have to show up and say yes and no. But then you have Mars opposing it in the seventh. So, so essentially, you may at different times seem to develop power struggles with people you're with, but it's going to be very important for you to just stop it at the beginning by having uh, absolute honesty, absolute forthrightness, and don't let anything become a struggle. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. Yeah. You have yeah. the right to say yes and no to anything, but you also have, you know, within relationship, the need to listen to others too. So, yeah, so that that's that. And then the last thing to say to, to say for you, Kathy, is um, Chiron, Moon together. Moon, Moon is our heart. You know, Moon is our emotional center. And Chiron can indicate a sensitivity and perhaps a wound. So, you know, make sure that you are giving yourself what you need and that you know that you're complete and you're whole. And then when you look for somebody else, it can be a celebration of life and relationship instead of somebody trying to complete you or you trying to get somebody to complete you. That would be the last thing to say to you about this relationship karma because that's a big thing in a bunch of lives is um, you know, not getting your needs met, so not being sure how to ask for them. But then you know, it's like life saying to you, well, actually look inside, learn to give yourself whatever you need and let everybody else off the hook and then you can celebrate real relationships with others instead of trying to become complete. Just make yourself complete on your own. Does that make sense to you, too? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for calling, Kathy. Okay. Well, thanks a lot. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening, too. Bye. So now I'm going to take uh, the second break. Um, stay, stay with us.
wired is no accident. Your soul has divine intentions for this life. Understanding those intentions can bring greater peace and harmony to your world. A Soul's Journey soundbite from astrologer and channel Tom Jacobs is a 15-minute MP3 reading on your major life themes. Tom's unique approach to astrology sheds light on the big picture of you, your values, passions, fears, and family dynamics as divinely designed by your soul. Gift yourself and others with insight and understanding by ordering your Soul's Journey soundbite today at tdjacobs.com. Looking for answers to help you navigate life? The book, Jehudi Speaks, offers wisdom channeled from Ascended Master Jehudi, a.k.a. Thoth, St. Germain, and Merlin on humanity's opportunities during these exciting times. Jehudi Speaks provides what you need to know to grow and evolve on Earth now. A compilation of four channeled books, Jehudi Speaks explores karmic relationships, our relationships with animals, loss and death of all kinds, why the imbalance between masculine and feminine occurred and how to end it, and tools to evolve, including working with intuition and spirit guides, integrating past lives, and the truth about manifestation and abundance. Order Jehudi Speaks today through tdjacobs.com. People, <laughs> welcome back to the the Soul's Journey. My name is, uh, you know, the Tom Jacobs person, and um, today is all about approaching love, talking about karma and relationships. And I actually have a, a, a chat room text DIM type of thingy from Ophelia, so I'm going to type her birthday and I'm going to give it to you too as I do that. Um, December first, nineteen seventy nine. December first, nineteen seventy nine. Multiple multitasking. Um, please do not say my timeout. Oh, okay, so um, in Singapore, we'll just do Singapore without a birth time. Whatever. Okay. Um, okay. And then we'll say time unknown. Thanks for bearing with me, people. Okay. And. Um, Let's see. The question is, um, talking about affecting so many people, thinking good, good happens, thinking bad, bad happens. Um, it's kind of a super broad question, but let me just, let me just take a look at it. Actually, um, Ophelia also has Moon Chiron together, uh, just like Kathy, your last caller, but in a different sign in Taurus. Uh, let me just look here. Uh, Pluto's in Libra, and, um, Pluto is square, Nessus in Cancer, and opposing Eris in Aries. Hmm. Well, um, part of the thing about having Pluto and Libra, there's a lot about relationship and relationship karma, uh, where we define ourselves in terms of our relationships with others. But what actually happens is that we take reflection from others to tell us who we are. And, um, I, I you know, uh, opposing Eris, you know, it's actually conjunct a couple of things too. I think, um, I think, you know, uh, let me see if I can interpret this question in a, in a helpful in a in a helpful way. Um, well, I mean, every person is powerful. <laughs> every person generates an energy field, 
And if a person thinks negative thoughts, the person will generate a negative field. If a person thinks positive thoughts, it will generate a positive field. If I'm going around generating negativity, then I'm going to draw it to me. I'm going to magnetize it to me. So, Ophelia, that's probably what you're, what you're experiencing. And, um, yeah, and then my eyes get drawn right to Jupiter, Mars, on the Virgo North Node. And so, um, you know, there is actually a grand trine in Earth, but I'm going to talk about this, this Jupiter Mars in terms of, uh, in terms of being on the North Node. And Jupiter is about belief, and Mars is about taking action. So one of the best things that, that you can do for yourself, Ophelia, is to make sure that you are taking time and energy to choose what your belief system is. Get grounded, and I'll actually send you to tdjacobs.com and download the free 13-minute MP3 meditation uh, that's linked to from the right-hand side of the page. It says something like, click here, clicky-clicky to download the thingy. Um, and uh, But get grounded, because it's an earth sign. And see how to make choices, um, but understand that you have some karma of not knowing how big your energy field is and how you affect others. But Virgo North Node with these two bodies says you have to um, have to learn to make uh, choices in order to do that. So get clear about what you believe. Get clear about what you're doing. Get clear about what thoughts you're generating, and um, and own the energy that you're putting out. And you'll be able to you know affect affect the world and affect people in positive ways. So thank you uh, for that question. I do want to talk about um, karma mates and the the perception of uh, soulmates. Uh, that we tend to have. And this is something that um, I was kind of, um, I don't know, campaigning against before I even met Jehudi because <laughs> talking about um, soul and um, uh, talking about people you're supposed to be with, I, I never could believe that um, people, that there was one person out there for you. Now, I have Pluto, conjunct Venus, and Libra, so a part of me did believe that. And a part of me was always looking for that special person. And, and honestly, I'll tell you that um, here's my uh, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna admit this. Um, I realized a few I don't know five eight years ago. I realized that my whole life. I mean, even being like five years old, ten years old, evaluating um, women that I met. Obviously, even as a little kid, women who were adults. And seeing if she was this person that I was looking for. And what I learned, what I understood later was that I had different people that I was attached to from other parts of the timeline. You know, um, spouses and lovers and family members and other parts of the timeline that I felt attached to. And I understood that, um, you know, I was, I was like basically looking at my mom's friends and like people we met and friends of mine at school and all these people to see if they were the people that I was connected to. And I was like, waiting and longing and looking. Well, now I understand there's a great number of people that we're connected to. The whole, the whole idea of soulmates gets really, really um, messy because we the way it's uh, kind of come into our heads has to do with um, this one person who's out there. My soul has a mate. That's not how it works. Every relationship that comes to you or that vibrates into your world manifests in front of your face uh, and in your heart has to do with – and all over your, your body and skin – but has to do with showing you something about yourself. So if you look at them as karma mates and you define karma in the way that I do, which is about beliefs that we have um, – about what uh, is happening, then um, 
we uh, can change those beliefs and change the karma. But if we look at karma mates, we can see that this person comes in at the right time, at the right moment. Uh, and then, you know, for us to learn something, for that person to learn something from us, basically for us to share something, whether we're reconnecting from another life or not, you know, because uh, we do meet people we don't know in other parts of the timeline. It's, I actually recently had one of those, and it was very strange. Um, but um, uh, we find that... Um, you know, we're looking for people. We, we, you know, maybe somebody died in some other life. Maybe we didn't process the grief. Maybe there's uh, something unresolved in terms of um, saying or doing something together. You know, uh, this is this is very um, this is very common. Also, having an imbalance in the relationship, a perception that um, one person expected something from another and the other person didn't deliver. Basically, they all boil down to. <laughs> I uh, was waiting for you to love me in the right way or the way that I needed. That's what they all boil down to. And so when, when, you, when you meet people, whether friends or people with whom you have romantic sexual relationships with, um, whether those things last or not, understand that if you know them from another part of the timeline, there's something to be resolved. And very often when one or the other person uh, does the thing or figures it out and does the thing, then you um, – things shift and relationships either mature into now we can be present with each other or, um, or, or they move on. I think of one, a particular, um, family slash friendship relationship I have with this, um, this guy I've been close to for, for quite a number of years. And, um, as soon as I met him, he was a fiance of a friend of mine. And as soon as I met him, I, um, was, you know, something vibrational started to happen and I knew something weird was afoot. And it was one of the first kind of direct experiences of me knowing I know this person from elsewhere because I was scrambled and I was trying to be in the present, but it was hard. And, um, there was, uh, I got this, the sense of, um, parent child dynamic back and forth. And I got the sense of colleagues and friends and I got this like these different vibes. But then one day we took a walk and he told me, uh, and this was probably, I'd known him probably five years at that point, maybe six years, took a walk and he said something, uh, he explained to me this the thing that came up in his world and how he responded to it. And he said, you know, I'm really proud of myself for that. And I looked at him and said, that is great. And sudden something shifted. And there was a thing about some, some, him being a child, me being a parent, and me not validating or recognizing him as having his head on straight or being smart or savvy or something. You know, being the right kind of person or right kind of man or young man. Anyway, everything shifted right then and we were able to kind of move into the present and some of that thing that I had experienced in the background just wasn't there anymore except as a reference point. But prior to that, I had some tension about what this was about. I mean, I have a million stories, actually, and some of them are included in, a, in the Soul's Journey 3, which is the book in progress I keep mentioning on the show. Um, but we have all these different karma mates. The, the other thing about soulmate is that it seems to be about sexual relationships. Well, you know, your, your romantic sexual mate, spouse, whatever. In fact, you, you, we all need many teachers. And, you know, I can have a cat who's a karma mate. I can have um, a confidant, a friend, a family member who's a karma mate. These people are our teachers. They show up for us. One of the things that's confusing when we meet them is that suddenly something interesting is happening. We might feel swept away or caught up in this spark. 
Well, some, sometimes this is attraction, you know, in the regular sense. Sometimes it's this magnetism and recognition because we know each other in another life. So it's really important to stay grounded and to be aware that in addition to – I was actually just reading something about something called NRE, which is new relationship energy. And when you meet somebody and you're uh, you know, filled with that newness and that excitement, and basically this person writing the book was saying, if you're smart, you'll recognize when you're in a new relationship that you're under the influence. <laughs> and that's the thing – the NRE is, is what fades after a bit when you get comfortable with each other. And I guess it was explained, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, as the link between a one-night stand and a lifetime partnership. So kind of like that thing that kind of carries us into something stable and solid. But um, uh, So you have that, but you also have the, the, the equivalent that's happening across the Earth timeline. I, I know you. And, there, and so we can actually confuse those two things and sometimes try to get involved in a loving way, romantic sexual way. With people who we shouldn't do that with, so I'm just that being, you know, cautioning you to be aware, or asking you, inviting you, to be aware of these different kinds of effects that people that you know we we meet who are karma mates have on us. The other thing to say about soulmates is that because of that idea of you know one person forever, it's um you know it's not fitting with how uh, we're learning about ourselves right now. You know, you can look at the divorce rate and the rate of people who are, you know, having problems in their relationships or multiple marriage, you know, like, um, I was married three or four times, whatever, that kind of thing. You know, you can look at that and say that it's a problem because of social cohesion or it's a problem because of the value system or the people don't know what they're doing. In fact, these souls need to bond and then need to leave each other and need to separate in order to go their own ways. That's what's happening. You're not making a mistake. You know, you're not, there's not a problem. It's just, it's time to move on. The learning together may be complete for this life. I work a lot with people who, who have bought in, as most of us have, to the cultural teaching that comes down to us through time. That's that there's one person out there who will complete you. And when you find somebody who kind of opens you up and, and you kind of glom onto, get stuck on and glued all over, you know, smeared all over. When you find that person, you know, never let go. And the fact is that we find people to open us up. So in think about your current relationship. Who do you get to be in that relationship? And, and Jehudi does this in Approaching Love. Uh, in, in this book, Jehudi Speaks in Approaching Love. Um, who do you get to be in that relationship? What What is brought out of you? Because, you know, we think that person completes us. And in fact, you are supposed to own what you see. So look at who you look at who you got to be. Look at what kind of role came out of you, or what persona, what sub sub personality that you crave and that you love and need came out of you, and then work on owning it. I think I talked a little about this on Valentine's Day, but um, but this uh, approaching love material goes deeply into you know what we think relationships are and how we can own these things. So I'm encouraging you to get Jehudi Speaks. Uh, it's that um, almost 400-page paperback, which will change your life if you, um, even if you just get it. You don't even have to open the box when it arrives in the mail. <laughs> uh, you don't even have to read it. Uh, sitting in your house, it will vibrate. Sitting in your house, it will vibrate. So I want to leave, um, leave you with those questions again. 
I want to ask you, where does love come from? And, uh, you know, if you're intrepid, you can make some notes on that during the week and think about it. Where does love come from? And you can, part of you might say, well, does that mean this? And you'll rephrase the question. Do whatever you want with it, but where does love come from? And then what do you have to do to get love? And this idea of relationships being transa- or becoming transactions to get validation and acceptance and recognition and praise. And then how can you give that to yourself? So I'm, I'm inviting you to get Yehudi Speaks. It's really, it's really quite a, it's really quite a thing. I was sitting here holding the book and it's, you know, it's vibrating. Uh, but it's in a wonderful, positive way. And, you know, I told you about my friend who's uh, reading it now and she, she basically read half of it within a week, I think, maybe less, uh, less time. And I, I encourage you to take your time with it. She kind of, struck a chord with her so she just dove right in uh but i encourage you to take your time with it um and he asks questions and you can treat them as kind of a workbook setup and uh take a notebook and answer the questions and the more time you spend with the material the more you get opened up to this other layer of consciousness that jehudi is always trying to get us to adapt to so we can help ourselves evolve in our awareness you can get the uh, recording of the Virgo full moon call uh, that I just did. You can go to tdjacobs.com forward slash time. And on the uh, on February 25th, on that calendar date, there's an entry there. And you can um, donate on the sliding scale through PayPal. And you can get the, uh, it's, I think it's 61-minute MP3 uh, sent to you. As soon as I see the thing, I'll send it. It's not, not, it's not automatic. Uh, but then um, I'm also doing these you know, live and anywhere in, from all over the world can call in, uh, and the next one is um, the, for the full moon in uh, in late March. So check out tdjacobs.com uh, to find out about that. And it's a it's a call that um, is a transformational call. There's a meditation to get grounded to the earth, and Judy does energy work on each caller, and he also um, explains the opportunity of the full moon, uh, including certain aspects to the the axis, the sun moon axis, uh, and then also does this from a ground to place, this deep set of affirmations to release energies and to free yourself from whatever the themes of this full moon are from past experience and conditioning. So thanks for thanks for joining me. Read more about my work and uh, get you who he speaks through tdjacobs.com and, uh, and join me uh, next week and I hope your Mercury retrograde uh, progress as well. You've been listening to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs, a fresh look at astrology and soul inspired by channeled wisdom. For more information, tune in every Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific. Connect with Tom directly via www.tdjacobs.com. That's tdjacobs.com.